0: Welcome,
1: everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now Todd Farmer, and he played Dallas in Jason X as well as wrote the movie. How are you doing, Todd?
0: I am excellent. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: I am glad that you are here. I know, we, like we were talking about right before we started recording, we had the uh, you know interview scheduled for yesterday, um, but mm-hmm. some you know family stuff came up, so we decided to move it a day, a day up, and it was perfect because I had an interview at 12, and I'm like, well, since that interview's at 12, 3 o'clock still works, so why don't we do it then?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it works perfect. I got there my coffee, go for- we're in the tool shed, we're all ready to go.
1: Awesome. So the first question I have for you is, how did you get your start into acting and into being a screenwriter? um acting
0: was a fluke i never even thought of acting when i was in college a buddy of mine said hey they're they're doing a play and you want to go rehearse and so i went and rehearsed and i think i was a freshman and then i ended up i ended up doing theater all through college and i loved it uh, musical theater whatever i didn't care it was it was great i had a blast and then um when we were doing jason x i can't remember if it was jimmy jim isaac or or Sean, but one of them said, do you want to be in it? And I was like, I mean, it hadn't even occurred to me. And I was like, well, okay. And they were like, well, who do you want to play? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like I auditioned or anything. It was just, a, what do you want to play? And I was like, well, I'll play one of the grunts. Oh, I'll do Dallas. Cause that's the biggest role. And so later you have all these kids coming in and they're, you know, they're, they're auditioning and they're trying desperately to get one of these roles that are much smaller than Dallas. And I just sort of, walked in and grabbed it
1: nice and
0: uh and then i have little dallas with me who nice travels everywhere i go he's been in three movies now he's been in more movies than most people Uh, (laughs) and it's uh this is the old school uh way of doing things they don't do this as much anymore like he's he's very like you could stick your finger right into that nice the fact that he still survived all these years he's kind of yellowed a little bit as you can see but
1: yeah that's awesome um,
0: because i mean the
1: movie came out in 2002 so surviving that long is really cool yeah i mean it's um it's uh, i mean if when you touch it
0: there are places on it where you you know it you can tell it's probably deteriorating on the inside yeah and and you know being stored in a tool shed is probably the most not the most (laughs) not, not the best way of doing it but you know i'm from kentucky (laughs)
1: <laughs> so speaking of uh, your death scenes i mean we just seen obviously the head from one of your death scenes and for many people that you know seen this movie they know that you are one of two people and it's both are both people are in the same movie to have two death scenes more than died more than once virtual reality yep. and yep. in real life so how were, like, the virtual reality death scenes, obviously, film the prep, like, what do they do to make the mold of your head, and how did the uh, whole uh, bashing your head against the wall come about? Like, how did that work?
0: Well, the the molds are not fun. I mean, if you're claustrophobic at all, you literally, you're covered in you're covered in the the plaster, and you have two little nose holes, and you, you can't move. I mean, you're holding that stupid-looking face for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. It is not fun. I've done it several times. I did it for... Uh, I did it for Drive Angry. I did it for. Did I do it for Bloody Valentine? Yeah, I did it for Bloody Valentine because I got the pickaxe on top of the head, so I had to do it there too. I, I've never liked it. I've, I've never much loved that, but uh, you know, it's part of part of doing it. And um, and then for the um, the funny part was for uh, for the VR scene. There were two, you know, there's two deaths in the VR scene. One being uh, my head getting smashed and then Dove gets, I think he gets his back broken and he's thrown onto the floor. That floor, this was up in Toronto and that floor was at a, I think it was an Air Force base, big, you know, big warehouse, but it was a cement floor and they brought in the stunt, it was a stunt woman playing Dove and Kane picks her up and he throws her to the side. And I mean, you go back and you look, I mean, she just, bam, just hits and doesn't budge. On a, on a cement floor. To me, I think it is the greatest stunt, certainly in the movie, because if you threw me on a floor, I would have been like, ah, oh, but she just hit, didn't move. Nice. And then the, um, the face mash, Kane wouldn't let me do it. And, you know, Kane's this big, tough, macho dude who, you know, he's got killed, tattooed inside his lips. Okay. But when it came to this, he was like, no, no, you can't do it. I- I'm afraid you'll get hurt. And I was like, how am I going to get hurt? Because there was a hole cut in the wall, and they had this fabric okay. over the over it. So it looks like, you know, it's not solid at all. Right. And so they brought in, I don't know if you remember, at the beginning of X-Men, the, the first X-Men movie, mm-hmm when um wolverine is fighting this guy in a cage Mm -hmm. it's this big bald dude well that bald dude is a stuntman and they brought him in and he was he's when you see kane pushing from a distance it's that stuntman because kane would not let me do it and so i'm sitting off stage and then everybody just hears a crack he missed the hole, and he hit the two by four and just shattered his nose there was blood everywhere it was like a horror movie (laughs) oh my
1: god a horror
0: movie in a horror movie It was crazy. So when you see Kane, and by the way, Kane's not pushing because Kane, you know, even came to me when I did the close-up scenes later. Kane was like, "You know, I'm just going to have my hand here. There's no so you're controlling everything." He said, "The harder you hit that wall, the better it'll look." Yeah. So you know, it's 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 interesting because it looks like Kane's doing it. Kane's not doing anything. He's he's just very delicately touching the back of my uh, my peach fuzz back here, but (laughs) um, but I hit the hole. Goodness. Thank goodness, and uh, and everything was fine. So it was a, uh, it was a fun, uh, and that was my first movie. That was the first day of shooting, so it was it was a lot of fun.
1: Right. So, did you like? Obviously, you were a, the screenwriter of Jason X. So did was this your idea for a movie, or how did it come? Uh, for uh, how did the Jason X, um, I guess plot come about, and what was your thought process when you were writing the script?
0: Um. We had, um, Freddie versus Jason had been in development when I started and I started for Sean in 90, I think it was 96, uh, 96 might've been 97. I think it was 96 though. And, uh, Freddie versus Jason was already in development. I think a fellow named Cyan Ethan, uh, Cy Morris and Ethan or Ethan Boris. And anyway, Cy and Ethan wrote it and, uh, I had written that version of it. And it had been in, I think, after about three years of working with Sean, he got frustrated. Two years, mm-hmm. and he said, "Let's just do our own Jason movie." Yeah. And uh, he went to New Line and said, "Let's, you know, let's do this." And then uh, we pitched, kicked around a whole bunch of ideas. We had uh, Jimmy wanted to do uh, Crystal Lake during the winter, so that everything was covered in snow, right. which I still think would have been great. We just never had a story. Yeah. And then I was worried that whatever we did was going to interfere with Freddy versus jason so I, I kept saying we should push it into the future and i first i pitched like a blade runner world where you know the, a bunch of kids find jason cryo 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 frozen and uh then they deemed that to be too expensive so we ended up i said well aliens we can do it like alien or aliens where you're just on a ship which is an old warehouse and you just right. tell people it's a spaceship <laughs> and so that's what we ended up doing but um I always thought Jason got made because I was brilliant because I'd come up with this brilliant story, and uh, I think it was actually because Sean went to went to New Line and said, "Look, if you don't do this, I'm going to take Jason away from Freddie." <laughs> so that's how we ended up making the movie. Nice. But um, and then you were asking about the writing process.
1: Yeah, like what made? Oh, like what was the, the thought process behind uh, the whole uh, Jason? You know, X. How did you make it into space? Like, what? How did you write this?
0: I mean, I loved. You know, people ask what's my favorite movie. I don't have any favorite movies, but certainly movies that impacted me, and certainly Alien was one of those movies when I saw it. And uh, if you look at Jason X structurally, I mean, it is to some degree it's Alien's in structure. You know, they're gonna they're gonna nuke it from orbit. They're gonna escape in the in the shuttle, and then the shuttle crashes. I mean, all these different things. You know, the 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 grunts and and the and the marine the space marines. I mean, they're all very similar. And uh, uh, I was my mentor at the time was a guy named Dean Harry or uh, Dean Reisner who wrote Dirty Harry. And Dean wrote Dirty Harry and High Plains Drifter and a bunch of those old Eastwood movies. And he used to say, you know, good writers steal from the best. (laughs) So I thought, well, Alien, Aliens is the best. I'm gonna steal from that. And um, that's pretty much. I knew that other space movies existed. I'd seen, I'd seen the Hellraiser space space movie. I'd seen leprechaun and it just never occurred to me you know people were like well those movies never work and I was like well, I mean just because those movies didn't work doesn't mean this one can't work right. certainly alien worked. aliens works why, why couldn't ours work mm-hmm. and uh so I never you know I never never thought about the fact that it wouldn't be a decent movie mm-hmm. and uh it became uh writing it was fun because Jimmy and I got along really well We would bounce ideas. And and the idea was Alien was, you know, a bunch of just normal, everyday, every man, every woman truckers in space. And we were just going to be a school bus in space. That was the only difference. We had taken a class trip to Earth. And just like you would take a class trip to Land Between the Lakes or wherever, you know, grew up. And so that was was the thought process behind it. And uh, we had a blast. It was much bigger in the beginning uh there was a there's a whole anti-gravity scene and there were uh when they found jason frozen uh the original facility had all these countermeasures in place so all these robotic uh spiders came to life and attacked nice and uh deluca who was the who was running new line at the time after he'd read the script he loved the script and he said that uh he wanted the he said we should get rid of the space spiders because i just did that in and uh lost in space i don't know if you remember lost in space had a bunch of cgi yeah. spiders he said it was a nightmare so let's get rid of that <laughs> what uh De- and we cheated because i knew i knew deluca hated um i knew he hated the the whole mysticism that brings jason back to life or lightning striking or reading some ancient book text that brings him back to life so i just had it be about fucking and so kids are fucking and jason wakes up and says let's kill him yeah and, um, go. and he loved it. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, uh, and it's funny. Cause then years later, DeLuca greenlit my first movie. And then years later, he greenlit drive angry. So, I mean, nice.
1: And it's it funny because nice. the whole premise with Jason is that he was killed as a boy in the lake because these counselors are making love while he was drowning in the lake. They weren't watching yeah. him. So it, it was like that trigger point that like Jason yeah. had that intuition that, you know, it just woke him up.
0: Yeah. Makes and that sense. was, that was, that was always the idea is that, you know, whenever yeah. there were people having sex, that's what, you know, yep. that's what brought him back. Absolutely. And so, um, so yeah, it was fun.
1: Nice. Nice. Um, so like, how was the whole virtual reality segments film? Like, I'm assuming a lot of that was done in post-production, right? I wasn't there, but yes, I believe there
0: was a lot of green screen. And, okay. uh, I mean, certainly the lake was never there there. They had dressed it um to look like a lake inside a warehouse that's what it was supposed to look like because it was a lake inside a inside a spaceship and uh the original the original writing was much crazier in some ways i know there was a giant pink bunny at one point jumping around and jason (laughs) came and killed it and nice and we had and you know the the part that i'll always regret is that the climax to that scene was, you know, they're they they've accessed these files from 1980 and they're trying to, you know, and and they learn about Jason's mom. It's very throwaway line. It's oh, you know, right. and they're plugging it in. And so um, Pamela Voorhees is is drowning in the lake. And right. so Jason rushes out there. And in the first, in the first time that I wrote this, he dunks her and she's struggling and her hands are flailing and, and she goes still. And Jimmy and Sean were both like horror stricken they were like you cannot do that you know and sean was like the only constant is is jason's mom you can't kill her and i was like of course you can we have changed him physically let's show how he has changed emotionally and they were like no way <laughs> and so Jimmy had the idea that Jason goes out to save her, and as he pulls her up, she's just she's green wireframe from down. She's all like, like she's not fully uh, animated at that point. So he pulls her out, and that and that breaks the uh, the illusion. And I was like, okay, fine, that'll work. And so we wrote that. And then when it came time to make a deal with Betsy, it just it just wouldn't happen. Right. And so so she was completely written out of it. But that's a shame.
1: Yeah, she she didn't want to do it at all, or it just was it a money thing, or.
0: It was a money thing. Yeah, she wanted more money than production was willing to pay. Okay. I don't yeah. blame her. I mean, she started yeah. the
1: process. She should have exactly. She got her payday. Exactly. Um, yeah. But, you know. I always thought done. there would be, like, for the, like, uh, two uh, Friday the 13th movies I always wanted to see, one of them has a better chance of happening than the other. The one would be, of course, in the snow, so many creative mm-hmm. deaths you can do. You can do a hockey scene with Jason in the hockey mask, of course. You can oh, yeah. decapitate somebody with a hockey stick. You know, I, there's oh, just be so many cool things that you can do yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the yeah. other one I would love to see would be bring back not just all the final girls, but all the final guys, all the survivors from the movies. They, they want to kill Jason once and for all. That'll be hard to do because you would have to get, like, you, I mean, unless you're recast, but I think seeing the originals would be more of a, the way to go but it would be hard to get people like jennifer cook who doesn't act anymore you know just some of the final girls to bring back but i think that would be really cool to do i actually think that's a great idea and i've never heard anyone mention that i mean that's a good idea yeah
0: bringing back bringing back all the survivors i really like that yeah um,
1: I, I was writing like a little short story. I never went really anywhere with it because I didn't know about rights and everything of getting it published. And I obviously I would want to get it published. But my final chapter was uh, Jason always uh, like like all the final girls and the final guys and that coming back for one last hurrah with Jason and you know yeah. to kind of kill him and you know put an end to him once and for all. And he would kill them all except one of them. Because out of all yeah. the final girls and final guys, there's one survivor, and it should be a final girl.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I like that. Like yeah, I think, now I, think, yeah. I don't know what i don't know if i don't know how or when another jason movie will ever happen yeah, yeah. these are a little things are a bit is near. Yeah. yeah the lawsuit's crazy plus it's it's one of just just the the actual rights and the way the rights are, yep. are sort of entwined right now even without yeah. the lawsuit it's problematic mm-hmm. there yeah. are a lot of entities that get paid you know, good money before you even start rolling the camera. So there's yeah. not, you know, there's not a lot of money left over to make a movie when everybody else yeah. gets their money. Yeah. So that's a, that's a shame.
1: Yeah, it really is. Cause uh, I mean, the last part of the 13th movie we had was what 2009 the reboot yeah. and uh, we haven't had anything since. And uh, I mean, it's, and then the, the game came out of course, and now that's kind of, you know, on the back burner because of the, you know, the lawsuit and everything. So kind of holds everything up, unfortunately, yeah. but that's the way it's happening so jim isaac um how was he as a director
0: he was great i mean the the great thing about jim is that he actually he really did love the genre and if you look jimmy comes from cronenberg's world yeah and so when we you know jimmy had gone to cronenberg and said can i use the effects guys because jimmy came from the effects world and cronenberg yeah you can you can use the effects my effects guys but you have to cast me in the movie so it wasn't (laughs) our idea to cast cronenberg we didn't think of it. he thought And I remember I wasn't there, sadly, when he was shooting it. But I remember getting—I remember Jimmy calling, saying, uh, "I just wanted you to know Cronenberg's uh, rewriting all your lines." And I was like, "That is awesome!" <laughs> so that whole line about "I don't—I don't want him frozen. I want him soft." I mean, that's a Cronenberg line. That's not me. I'm not that smart. So um, <laughs> yeah, it was—it was. You know, people are like, "Weren't you mad?" No. Why right. would I be mad if David Cronenberg is rewriting you? Right. That's like I, a I, badge I'll- of honor. Yep, I need a shirt, shirt. that says David Cronenberg rewrote me.
1: Nice. Everybody asked me, like, because there's a lot of haters, of course, of this film. And I actually really enjoy the film. They're like, why do you like Jason Nexel like that much? And I'm, I'm, one of the things I said is, well, for starters, I said, out, outside of the laundry list of things that I could say about it that I really enjoy is freaking David Cronenberg is in the movie. Yeah. I never,
0: I never quite understood the hate. I mean, I, I understand there's a general hate of of horror going into space. I get that, but yeah. I don't. I never, I never really understood. I never thought the the acting was that horrible. I, I never okay. thought there are some very horrible CGI, not, not CGI. There's some horrible effects moments because we ran out of money. Right. Um, when Janessa gets sucked through the uh it's sucked out of the spaceship yeah. i mean it was supposed to be an explosion of blood and core we just didn't have time or money to do it right and then at the end you know you, when jason's riding, or no maybe it's the other way around when, when the two are float coming back into uh, oh like, yeah like uh, slim pickens yeah. you know riding the bomb back into the atmosphere it's it's that scene and it looks very you know hokey cgi right but um As far as the story, I actually thought it was was fine. I I mean, I enjoy it. I
1: I, I love all the clever quips in it. Like for example, when Janessa's being sucked through, she's like, "This sucks on so many levels." Like just that pun is so funny. I I love it, and it's like it's Uh, kind of like that dad joke, and that's my personality. I every joke I put on Facebook is a dad joke.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, and I haven't been I haven't been private about this. I was really against all of those jokes like i wanted it to be alien i wanted it to be aliens i wanted it to be taken seriously back at the time right and then scream came out and scream was sort of you know self-aware and everybody was like we got to be self-aware we got to do all this so i mean i i finally embraced it like the he screwed line which is the lamest line ever i wrote that because it made sense and it's the same thing with you know this sucks on so many levels you know as i was writing it i was like oh this is going to end up in the reviews (laughs) and it did in fact, I think Ebert Ebert used it. I, so,
1: one of the um, actors from the movie I interviewed was Jonathan Potts, played the professor. Um, and, I love uh, Jonathan. He was I keep amazing. in touch with
0: him still today.
1: Yeah, he, he's a really nice guy, and uh, I interviewed him. It was over Zoom, but it was a Zoom audio instead. He didn't want it to be on video, or whatever, which is fine. I, I, I you know, was okay with that. And uh, he he, he uh, mentioned about the the way he originally, I guess, the way it was supposed to be more naive, not comedic and the way he did it where he's like it's okay you only wanted this machete back like he just he yeah. raised the pitch up and they loved it because it was more comedic than naive yeah i mean it was yeah. more of both but he, the way he did it was so funny because it's like this guy is like he's giving him the murder weapon and now he's gonna get murdered
0: yeah there there's a moment there's a moment where uh lexa's character uh what's her name rowan is telling mm-hmm. is telling jonathan about jason Yeah, and he she's saying, you know, he killed all these people, and and Jonathan's like, really? That was originally the first time he had heard that Jason was when it was shot. This was the first time. So the way he's acting is, I'm learning all of this for the first time. Well, when Jimmy and David Hammond got into the editing room, they swapped it. So he's already had the conversation with the paraplegic guy who says Jason Voorhees is worth all this money, and and so when when she is then telling him about this. It takes on a whole new meaning because you realize he already knows well when we shot it he didn't but it's beautiful and that's the first because this is my first movie and so it's the first time i realized holy crap editing
1: can change everything. The beautifulness so, of editing, yeah. That that's. I, oh I'm, yeah. I'm an indie filmmaker, and I absolutely love the editing process because of the movie magic it brings. Like <laughs> you can make you're like, well, this is, this is supposed to go here. This is where it was in the script, but let me try it over here for a second, just to see. Yeah. And then it's like, wow, it totally changed the entire meaning of the scene.
0: Yeah. And so for me, it has been an absolute pleasure and honor to have have partnered up with Patrick Lucier because. Patrick, I mean, if anybody wants to criticize Patrick, he edited Scream. Yeah. I mean, the man's a genius. And so I've watched him over the years take different movies. And Mm -hmm. like, I used to think when we were writing together that we would write real tight because he'd be editing in his head and he would know what we needed and what we didn't need. Mm -hmm. And so we would, you know, we would, we'd be able to, but he wants just the opposite. He wants it all written down. He wants to shoot it all so that when he gets in editing, he has all the choices. Yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, that's, yeah, that makes sense. So, yep. but
1: uh, yeah, I, I absolutely adore the editing process now. Yep. I suck at it, but I like it. I like to watch it. <laughs> absolutely. And this movie is known for very clever death scenes, especially the best death scene, not of the movie, but of the franchise, which is Christy Angus, Adrian uh, getting the liquid nitrogen death. I interviewed her and she went in full detail about that death scene and how it was made and my jaw dropped with amazement. Yeah. Now, did you I write mean, that scene?
0: I did, uh, No, it's yeah. not my idea. Noel Cunningham called me okay. most likely in a drunken stupor and said, I had the greatest idea. And we were in Toronto at the time. Um, so that scene wasn't originally in, I, I'm pretty, I mean, I may have it wrong because it's been a thousand years ago and I've killed <laughs> so many brain cells since then. But uh, I'm he. I know he he called me late in the process and said right. he had this idea of of cry, of cryo freezing and, and you you know they're they're in a lab and so I've created that scene, but and yes I agree with you I think it is one of the best deaths in in the yeah. franchise. That said, if you take Stefan and the effects team out of it, what they did with practical and a combination of of CGI effects, what they did. Especially the, the practical when you when you shattered yeah. the head, yeah. had they not nailed that in the way that they did, and I mean they nailed it, yeah. we wouldn't be ta- We wouldn't be having this conversation. Nobody Absolutely. would have thought anything about it. They, yes, the idea was great, but the way they pulled it off, I mean, I get I get to take credit for it, but that was Perfect. all them. Yeah. Any, you bring in a you bring in any any other effects team, and they don't pull it off the way that these guys yeah. did. We wouldn't be having this conversation.
1: Absolutely. So, and, and, i give all like, the credit to them absolutely and it, it really is a brilliant death scene i really enjoy it so, so much it's it's it came out really well and when she talked about it like it was great it really was um so about the um the uh, advanced technology scenes for example the nanobots like how were they all filmed like was that all cgi visual effects and post-production uh was that a challenge to get made
0: you know, I, I actually, I never talked to Jimmy about it. I, I know that the idea came from a Denzel Washington. Uh, uh, Denzel Washington. He was in The Good Guys. Um, a gladiator. I'm losing his name. Australian actor. Uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, uh, Denzel Washington, Russell Crowe. Where Russell Crowe is a computer animation who comes out, and he, but he, when he comes out, he comes out as a result of nanotechnology. So this wasn't a new idea. I stole it from that movie, and uh, but I liked the idea of nanotechnology. I, you know, this, you know, I was always fascinated with with you know sci-fi and that sort of thing. So the idea of these tiny microscopic microscopic robots. So that's where that came from, but. Um, you know, the idea, I always wanted to kill Jason at the end of the movie, so that the the, the viewer would think, oh, that's the end, so you have this girl who, who she wants to be, right. she thinks she wants to be human, when all she really wants is love, and, you know, you, you know, you have all this whole thing, and then she's, she's willing to become this uber badass, right. and um, for love, and, uh, and so, you, you know, you, you would, I wanted it to be believable that this would be the end of the movie, right. and uh, and then the nanotechnology, which we've already painstakingly set up, brings him back, and um, and then it was all over the poster, <laughs> and nice. all over the and all over the trailer, and I was like, well, that's kind of like putting the putting the dick on the poster of the crying game because <laughs> it's not really not really a smart idea, but anyway, that's nice. what I did.
1: Now I might have the dates mixed up. Um, I'm pretty sure the the present slash future date of the premiere of most of the movie the majority of the movie is twenty four fifty five. if i'm mistaken if i'm not mistaken mm,
0: um, yeah, you you would know you wouldn't i would
1: have to look <laughs> it up too the, yeah i think it's twenty four fifty five. but the funny thing is we'll never see that that year a day in our life We we'll, would we'll be long gone by the time that but the funny thing is the first future scene we already passed which is hilarious yeah. it's 2008 which uh, i remember when i think it was 2008 or was it 2018 i have no the, it's, it's
0: no, it's like a couple. It's oh yeah, you know you're right. It, it yes. has passed. It's the yes. it's the hockey hockey being uh, being ended is is yes. still approaching. Yes. So there's still hope. There's
1: still hope and uh, for it's funny because our day now we passed that day I remember if, if the year is 2008 if I'm not mistaken I'm pretty sure that was the year you're but probably uh, right. you're probably right yeah so I because that's the year I graduated high school and I remember every, like in high school all of us would be like oh when Jason X would like come out and everything like that we would be like like all texting each other and everything like oh my god uh like we're in the year of the future of Jason or whatever like that and I'm thinking what are you talking <laughs> about because I, I, di- I didn't see the movie yet and then they go go see the movie Jason X you'll see I'm like oh my god so yeah, that, that was funny. pretty cool. That was a pretty cool talk because it's like, like you know, it's supposed to be in the future, and now it's two thousand and eight. And then we're we're used to watching, you know, the last movie being, I believe, in ninety two, which was Jason Goes to Hell. So like, you know, you know, everybody's used to those old films and now we're in 2008 and it's like, this is so awesome. We're, you know, we're at that time and then it passed and now we're like, but too bad we won't see 2, I wonder if we'll really have nanobot, te- nanobot technology then.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, look, we, we can still hold out that there's time travel so a few of us can go up there and see it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we had a little more time. <laughs> a yeah.
1: little bit. So what was the biggest challenge in writing this film script?
0: Um, I mean, I didn't know any of it was a challenge just because this was my yeah. first. So there were right. a lot of rewrites. Some of those rewrites would be little. Like um, like one in particular, I had written a character called DeLongpre, which was named after a street where I lived near. Yeah. And DeLongpre was Rowan's love interest, technically. Mm-hmm. And when we started rehearsals and started and brought the actors in, it just seemed apparent that he didn't really have a role. Like and, and that wasn't his fault. It was mine. I just hadn't written this romantic uh relationship very well. Right. And so uh the powers that be decided to get rid of the get rid of the character.
1: Okay. I felt
0: horrible for the actor because he had you know he was already there and right. going through costumes and everything. Right. And so we uh the actor was was released and um and I rewrote you know him out and it was and the, again, it wasn't him; it was me. And this is this is proof of that. He was um, so easy to write out. I just gave everybody else his lines because it just he was literally a non-character.
1: All right. So um, obviously, none of the Friday the 13th ever had two final girls. There was always, you know, one final girl. Sometimes there's a final guy with them, but uh, there was never mm-hmm. two final girls. This movie, we have Rowan. And we have the android, KM13, right? Or is it KM14? Yep. KM13. 13. 13 or four, No, 14, 14. It is 14. That's right, KM14. Yeah, thir-
0: 13 would have been two on the nose.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Fred right is <laughs> 13, 13. Yeah, KM14. So do you think that um, they both are final girls? Or do you consider one more of a final girl than the other since the other one is an android?
0: No, no. I, I absolutely believe them both to be final girls. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind yep uh the the whole journey for km was about this discovery that yeah you know she thought she needed to be this one thing when all she really wanted to be was just a
1: badass yeah
0: she was a badass yeah i remember her on set being worried because matrix had just come out and you know in matrix yeah they're spinning around and there's all this (laughs) martial arts and she's like I just don't want to look silly, I, you know, and we, it's, it's not like we had, you know, we had the money to bring in anyone to train her or to do any of that stuff, so she had to figure all that stuff out herself, and she yeah. did great,
1: Nice. so, nice. Um,
0: and then it was yeah. always funny later when she did her up, that when she and, and Lexa did the TV show, and they swapped roles, nice.
1: yeah, what was it, the Andromeda, <laughs> yeah, when they did Andromeda, yeah. Lexa was the robot, and and yeah, that's and funny,
0: so I always thought that was funny.
1: Yes, that's, that's very coincidental, too. Uh, it's funny because uh, I, I did, uh, uh, on my uh, YouTube channel, I did a uh, all the final girls ranked from worst to best. And uh, 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 most people, when they do those final girl rankings, they usually just say Rowan. They don't say Cam. And I have both of them included separately in, their, in the listing because uh, because they are, you know, I consider them both final girls, even though she's a robot. She's too. still a female robot. And she survived the movie, even though she was decapitated. Yeah. She was not dead. She was talking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, tell, yeah. and I, her body could be rebuilt, they exactly. The
1: technology and so. and the person that built it, Sunoran, he's survived. Right there, yeah. So it's easily able to be done. Um, yeah. So what was the best part about filming Jason X, and what was the worst?
0: Um, the best was, the best was just the 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 overall experience. I'd never. I mean, I was naive. I knew nothing. I, I in in the in the uh you know like we like even this we didn't have this technology back right you couldn't do this yeah but i wrote that technology and so because they all had these leer buds that they talked through and uh i guess that's not true i mean we did have but she had a wire on it but um we uh it was interesting when i showed up on set and and there's literally someone there building these that we would have to put that the actors would put in their ears, and I—it's the first time I thought you have to be careful what you write because, yeah, you don't think about it like it was. Just, that was a throwaway thing. I never in a million years thought somebody would actually get paid to create these little ear things. Yeah, and uh, and not only that, but each of the actors had to go in, and we had to get a cast made of our ears so that this thing perfectly fit mm-hmm. in our ears. And uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it just blew me away. And so, yeah. and like to, and I have. The pictures that I took when I was on set, it's all of, of construction workers building it. I grew up in construction and so I'm watching these guys build the spaceship on the stage. And I'm like, this is remarkable just yeah. because we wrote this silly little thing. So, I mean, to me, that was always fascinating. And then, yeah. you know, meeting all the actors and hanging out with the actors and, and seeing things from their, their perspective and, and hanging out with Kane, because Kane's freaking crazy. I mean, yeah. in the best possible way, but he's, he is absolutely loony. Um, like Kane would scream, right? But, you know, he and growl and do all these things to get himself in character. But he was, he did have this one brilliant moment. Um, KM shoots him, he gets knocked down, and the cameras are on him as he's, as he's going to get back up. And he goes, no, 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 you never see Jason get up. <laughs> and Jimmy was like, what? He goes, you never see, uh, it's an awkward it's an awkward action, so right. you never you never see Jason in a vulnerable position like that. And I was like, yeah. "That's actually brilliant." Yeah, so yeah. he gets knocked, you see him get knocked down, but you never see him stand up. It's just the next time you look, there he is walking down the hallway. I thought it was brilliant.
1: I, that is so. absolutely brilliant. So Keen Hodder, speaking of him, like, what is it like working with him? Like, how was it? How was he?
0: I mean, again, he's he is, you know you. Th- you think of him as you know this guy behind the mask and kane is kane's a, i think kane's a stunt man first and always will be like again he wouldn't let me do that he wouldn't let me do that stunt right. um and then in the end he didn't have a choice because the guy broke his nose and i had to come in and do the close-ups but right. um but he's um you know he's definitely a uh, a stunt man first or he, yes. he was back then and yeah. he certainly loves, very passionate about Jason. I mean, I always felt bad that he didn't get Jason Freddie versus Jason because mm-hmm. for years Kane was the one going to the to the conventions and going to the yeah. functions. And he kept he kept the franchise alive by himself. He wasn't getting paid for it other than signing, you know, yeah. signing autographs. Yeah. But he kept the franchise alive. He kept the, the fans happy, you know, with Jason. And he so did. I always thought Freddie versus Jason should have been his payday, and it's a shame that it wasn't. But.
1: Very, very, very shameful because I think he would have done amazing. He's obviously one of the best Jasons out there, and, you know, he he took the role seriously. He made it his own, yeah. and he did an amazing job with it, like a phenomenal job with it. So the last question I got for you, do you have any other projects in the works that you would like to promote or any social media accounts or websites that you would like to plug to the listening and viewing audience?
0: Uh, well, I'm Todd underscore Farmer on Instagram and, and, and Twitter. Uh, but mostly I just uh, bitch about Trump. So, you know, you don't have to follow me. <laughs> um, I, um, I I did just close, I did just close a deal on a movie, on a horror movie, but I can't, I can't talk about it yet. Okay. Um, But, um, but it'd be fun and uh, I can talk about it eventually. And then um, Lucy and I have, uh, we have a thing that we wrote. We wrote it a long time ago. It's just been sitting there and, uh, and it's now no longer just sitting there. So we're about to, uh, we're about to do something with it, but it's a sort of a supernatural thriller. Okay. And then uh, um, I wrote this comic book ages ago, which is at a Netflix thing called fail safe. And so, uh, it's still, it's still alive. Uh, what else is going on? There's a, and then, uh, Ida, my wife and I have, um, we are starting a production company in Ireland. So we're, uh, we're, we're going to do some things, some Irish, some old Irish nice. mythical fic, uh, folklore, uh, horror nice. movies up over there. That'll go shoot, really cool. go shoot in the middle of nowhere, Ireland and, uh, nice. and, see, and see who we can scare.
1: For those that uh, want to know what that project is that you're not allowed to talk about, I'm sure it'll be posted on your IMDb at some point. So at I'll some
0: point, yeah, that. I'm sure. I mean, it's it. We live in a world now where used to you could just talk about this stuff. Now you 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 know yeah. the studios they want to be the ones to release the information yeah. in, in, exactly. in a contr- controlled environment. And right. So, like even life, back as, in the
1: go ahead. I was gonna say, as
0: long as the check clears, you guys do what you got to do.
1: Right. And as long as uh, I mean, even back in the 80s with Friday the 13th, like they didn't want them to know there was a new Friday the 13th coming out. So they would do that, the, that David Bowie thing they would always do where they had that working title. Like part three was Crystal Japan and part five yeah. was repetition, you know, and part six was yeah. Aladdin Sane. Like they would do all of that. I yeah. think seven was birthday bash. They did that so they would throw the people yeah. off the scent. And I mean, now with social media, it's really hard to do that. I mean, that's why. That's why it's really on a need-to-know basis. If you're in the in the know, then you're somebody that should know about this project. Otherwise, yeah. it's not going to be really given out to many other people because – and that's why all those contracts, those NDAs that, you know, you say yeah. that you're in trouble.
0: I mean, I've never worked – in I, none of my movies have ever been big enough that, that there have been actual NDAs, mm-hmm. but there's always just this sort of understood – yeah you know respect yeah. of not uh of not uh yeah. you know you don't want to pull tom holland and tell tell you tell everyone that that everyone dies in the movie. <laughs> bless his heart
1: exactly that is true though i mean i mean obviously we like even with fred of the 13th movies like we know every, almost everybody's gonna die in it but like we don't want to know who the final girl is we want to kind of be no, we, we kind of want to that's the fun of it we want to know that's like, the fun part yeah yeah same thing about scream like yeah. wouldn't it, it would suck if you know you you're you're watching this you're going to see the stream movie and right before uh the movie starts you, um somebody's posted on social media and see who the killer is <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it's just the, you just lost the point of the movie you know now you yeah, know who the killer totally. is
0: and that's why i was always so upset that we, uber jason was on the poster i'm like dudes he's All supposed right. to be a surprise can you imagine going to see that movie for the first time and not knowing that was going to happen and then coming out of the theater and calling your buddy and saying you really ought to go check this out That was that was weird or that was great or it was horrible, whatever the case may be. But I felt like the movie would have done better had you not given away the last and the same thing happened with Drive Angry. Right. We we never wrote, you know, the we never at any point said that Nick Cage was from hell. And then they put it on the poster. He broke out of hell. It's never – not at no point in the movie is that even mentioned, mm-hmm. and yet they put it on the poster. Yeah,
1: and the thing is, like, Jason X was out in 2002. There wasn't social media back in 2002. Not like it is now. Like now, not like it is now. No. now nowadays, it's going to – you can see anything and everything on social media from somebody that's seen the movie and is spoiled for you in a heartbeat.
0: <laughs> of course.
1: And it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I
0: don't even watch – if I know I'm going to see a movie – like, I haven't watched – and mm-hmm. I still haven't seen the movie uh, – Suicide – uh, squad i haven't seen a trailer because i'm going to watch the movie so right. if, if i know i'm going to see the movie i don't even look at the trailers i won't read reviews i, I just stay away from
1: everything i kind of learned that with halloween kills because halloween kills they gave away a lot of a lot, yes. in that, in that. i
0: heard that <laughs> after i didn't see the i didn't see yeah. anything before i went to see the movie but then yeah. after i heard a lot of people talking about yeah everything was spoiled
1: yeah halloween kills the one that's coming out in october Oh
0: right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. sorry. Yes, I haven't yeah. seen anything about Halloween Kills.
1: Yeah, not, not I, the, but I didn't,
0: yeah. I didn't the previous either. So
1: yeah, the, uh, the 2018 one. The trailer was the same thing too. It's like, why give all that information away?
0: Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I remember everybody yeah. complaining that you know all the yeah. spoilers were there, and I was like, why yeah. would you do that?
1: Yep. Yeah. And the, and they did the same thing with Halloween Kills, and the I mean, they're gonna do it if people are still gonna go see it. They know people are gonna go see yeah. it. So yeah. they, it doesn't bother them, but it's like I, I want to be surprised. Like I, I thought maybe they learned the lesson from 2018. They didn't. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, well thank you. go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say Halloween's always gonna be one that that stings because we worked on that and and yep. and we did ours ours didn't make the cut.
1: Yeah uh, absolutely. Well, I thank you, Todd, for joining me.
0: It has been a pleasure. Let's do it it's again. It's been sometime. an honor.
1: Absolutely. I would love that. All right. You have a great rest of your day. All right. All right. Thanks, right. sir. Yep. Bye.